Hi, this is Liz Vartanian, and welcome to my friend, the artist. Today, I get the pleasure of talking with Corinne Cunningham, who is the author of Farm Girl and is just an amazing person that I know. Hi, Corinne. Good morning. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, Corinne and I know each other via the internet. Dun, 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 dun. Um, no surprise there. Um, we have been following each other on Instagram for years at this point. She is an amazing homeschooling mom, author, and fabric person. Um, I'm always fascinated by all of the things that you knit and create. And I, I have to admit, I have um, yarn envy sometimes when you when you show off your masterpieces because I'm just kind of like, I can. I can knit a scarf. <laughs> I got that one now. <laughs> I can do a straight line. Um, but Corinne um, and I have known each other for years. We've chatted off and on. And um, she, if you haven't read the book Farm Girl, I'm sure we'll talk about it throughout this thing as well. But um, it is just a beautiful story. And I, I have actually given that book, your book, to a handful of people as gifts. By the way, it's in my. Um, oh my goodness! It's in my book queue of hey, like let me let me send this book to a friend. So I just. Oh. That's that. so good to hear. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what did I miss? Tell me, tell me more about, more about yourself. Oh my goodness. I don't think you missed anything. Yeah. I am um, an author and writer. I homeschool um, two kids. They're now high schoolers, um, which is absolutely insane. Um, How does that feel? It's, oh, it depends on the day. Liz, to be honest, it depends on the day. It's good. It's good. We're secular homeschoolers and we've always, we've always homeschooled and we've always been like, well, if it works this year, like, are we good to do it next year? We've kind of taken it as it comes. And, um, and yeah, and somehow we're here in like a blink. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a knitter, fiber artist person, as you mentioned. Um, and that kind of encompasses everything it feels like. I thought so. I just wanted to make sure. I didn't know if you picked up a different hobby. Um, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> just checking, just checking. Um, I know, I know for myself, I always pick up, you know, I, I recognize um, the hobbies kind of go back and forth. It's like, oh, I like to do watercolor today and I like to do writing. And yeah. it's just kind of all the, this season too, when I, I don't, I know you knit year round, but for me, it's like, comes to be start to be cooler it's like oh this I can pick this project up and I always try to pick mm -hmm. up some small knitting project and and um just see if I have the skill again because it, it is a, such a nice um almost meditative kind of way of being it is it really is and um and I do like you said I do knit year round when I knit changes depending on the weather you know I don't yeah. want to hold a ton of bulky fabric um in the middle of the summer um, we're up in Maine, so we really do get all of the seasons. Um, but this time of year, especially, it does feel really, really nice to just sit and knit, do some gift knitting for holidays. Um, yes. But, but yeah, yeah, it's good. No, I haven't, I haven't picked up like um, spinning yarn or weaving or anything like that, which yeah, that's okay. I, I keep saying like when the kids are out of school, my husband keeps rolling his eyes like, oh my gosh, we need more, more fiber in the house. Like we could always get some sheep and to that. He's like, that's a firm. Yeah, you, have that, you have that great, you yeah, know, that's a firm no. Firm no. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I would come help you take care of the sheep. That was, that actually sounds really exciting. 
I think if I, if I were to start over life again, I think that might be something interesting to do. But at this point, I, I just don't know if I could handle the physicality of being a... That's probably, probably pretty true. It's, it's, yeah. it's probably a daunting, <laughs> a daunting task at some point. Well, what are you drinking this morning? Um, your, yeah. Your yeah. Every morning I start off with, um, with a cup of just English breakfast tea, black, mm. straight, and then um, throughout the rest of the day because... I'm old and can't handle caffeine. <laughs> um, I have to. I, I switched to decaf this year. So did you really? I did. Wow. Wow. Can, yeah. Um, it allows me to drink coffee kind of throughout the day, though. So that part that's right because I like the warmth and the ritual. Yeah. Bit, so I don't. I have no judgment on on yeah. switching. That's good to know. Yeah, because I. Yeah, I I switch over to like um, herbal tea for the rest of the day, but it just. It doesn't really cut it as much as yeah. the regular tea. So yeah, the English breakfast is where it's at. If you're gonna just to, it, the flavor of it too. I did. I have to laugh at myself. I bought some decaf English breakfast. Yeah, and I was just like, this is not. No. Not good. This is, or no, Earl Grey. I bought decaf Earl Grey. So I like to do like the little vanilla or yeah, vanilla and, and milk in it. It's like oh, mm. this is. This is missing something. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a whole box of, of decaf English breakfast at one point because over the summer I had to go off caffeine completely for, um, for some reasons. And, um, and yeah, it just didn't, didn't have like the fullness. I don't, it just tasted, it just tasted weird. So I kind of wish I was a coffee drinker and could go to decaf coffee to make it yeah because it doesn't taste any different you just don't have the anxiety afterwards or the the jitters. Uh, that's so. good well okay after you have your English breakfast what um what projects are you working on right now so I am I oh, I am working on um I'm working on a, on a novel and recently I started the second draft of it and we were talking just before this about um I kind of decided I have to rewrite the whole thing and I'm not really pleased about this, but that's how Farm Girl kind of got written too. I think there was a completely different story that happened on an orchard. Um, it was actually a mom and a husband and two kids. Like it was, it, yeah, it was a completely different story that I needed to write for myself at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think that was a NaNoWriteMo novel, if I'm remembering okay. correctly. It was a long time ago. Um and then I just kept having this picture of like this orchard and like that wasn't the story that it needed to be. And it just kind of haunted me. So I rewrote it. And I think Farm Girl was the third iteration of, of that story. And I'm feeling like that's what's happening with this novel as well. Like I've got this image, like the initial inspiration was actually a painting um, that was in a cafe that I was at with a friend. And, um, and I saw the picture and it just kind of like a scene kind of started and, and I, I have loved that picture and that scene. And I started writing that novel and got a whole first draft out and something about it just didn't feel right. Um, and so I put it aside for almost a year and looked at it again and thought, okay, this is a decent story. You know, this is a decent 
novel. I can, I can work with that. And I got a couple of chapters in and I just like, it is an okay story. It's not the story that it needs to be though. Yeah. And so I'm kind of back at that dreamy part of like asking myself a lot of what if questions and doing the handwriting because I, I draft on the computer. I use Scrivener. Um, but for the initial dreaming phases, I do like to handwrite it because it feels yes. slower yes. and more connected. Um, and if I could read my own handwriting well enough, I might actually like, I forget who I was listening to recently that said that they wrote their first draft, like they hand wrote their first draft. Maybe it was Sarah Selecki. And um, I was like, I can understand why, because it slows you down. Like you have to kind of feel the words more. And that's what I found myself just like wanting to slow everything down. Yeah. And I think that's what this story needs. So um, I have to say, I, I do the um, big journals and, and wow. we'll write down notes in it. So it's almost like um, it, it's silliness. It's really, it's only for myself, but I'll, you know, hunt down pictures of characters and kind of yeah. how I see them. So, because for me, writing is such a visual thing. I have to see it in my head. Yeah. Um, and it really is playing out in my head as I'm writing, um, which would be nice if I could also have nicer handwriting that I could read because um, <laughs> then I could just kind of script it out um but it is such a it, it is important to kind of <clears throat> write it down and kind of see something of what you're creating it's it is an important step to kind of have that yeah absolutely yeah I use a I use Pinterest boards for that same like yeah. the same kind of mood board kind of things yes, yes. um yeah, just like, to put out there, NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month. Um, oh, yes. And it starts today. Just, it just if anybody doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, no, 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 you're fine. Well, you and I were talking about it earlier. Um, Karen and I were talking about it just before before we had record because it's like, are you participating? I said, I'm, I'm going to participate. And it's like, yeah. It's a funny, um, it, it is such a hit or miss uh, thing to, to do. But sometimes you get really good. I mean, I will admit, um, I wrote years, over a decade ago, I wrote um, Lightning as a short story. It was still Mm -hmm. twins that possessed Thunder Lightning, but they were in high school. And it was a bunch of short stories about kids that kind of had these powers. And that the short story was basically um, Lynn, which was not Lynn at the time, but, you know, goes to her cheating boyfriend's house and you know he opens the door and and she's getting a call from from her brother who's feeling rumbly and she's on the phone with him you know not as she's about to knock on her boyfriend's door he's like what are you doing I feel anxious like the ground is shaking and I I, like Mm. there's noise all around me I'm like across town at the football game what are you doing she's like oh I'm gonna knock on so-and-so's door and then she knocks on the door and and you know the scene opens up and there's the girl that he's cheating on her with and and she does it uh, you know, says something snarky and strikes lightning at his feet, and you just hear Ray on the or you know her brother on the phone going, and you hear the crowd kind of you know hearing at the football stadium kind of the seats rumbling and and it's emanating from him, and so mm. and that was just kind of where the story ended. Um, oh wow! So it's it, it's totally different. You know, at the time it's like, hey, but this this is good, but 
there's something else here. And it's like, okay, we gotta be able to look at that and go, okay, this thread is good. And, yeah. and you know, it, and it's a different, mean, I'm sure you're experiencing right now. It's like, how do I find the thread that is good? Um, and what pieces do I take from it? You know, obviously this is the story I wrote, but what can I gather from it to yeah. make something else? Or, or do I just have to scrap it all and go, okay, this is my premise we've gone that direction. Now we're going to go someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's true from that? Or is there anything that's true of that for this particular idea or for that story? It is, it's hard. And it, you know, thinking about that, the time that it takes, you know, like I said, I've been thinking about slowing things down so much, but it's just amazing that we live in this fast paced, like people are pumping out books like crazy. It looks like, right. Yes. Um, it, people are pumping out books and everything is so quickly accessible and we kind of forget how much time it takes. Um, oh my goodness. Because it really, yeah, exactly. And it really, you know, I, I was thinking about for, for farm girl, it started and then there were so many different iterations and ideas and then drafts after that, that it takes years. And mm-hmm. so after I finished that, I didn't expect it to take that long to write a second book. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I've done it before. I can do it again and I can do it faster. And it just doesn't work that way for some people. And it's yeah. so hard not to compare your own timeline to what we see online. And okay. so at the same point, you know, you need to keep up your online presence so that people are interested and want to read your book, but you need the quiet or I need the quiet to actually work on a project. So it's, yeah, it's been, it's been a challenge. I think the last, you know, I had so many expectations after I put Farm Girl out there, like, oh, I'll, I'll write, I'll put another one out within two years or this or that, but throw in there a a pandemic and growing kids and we moved states like it's just life happens and these books need to be protected and to have the time to work on them you have to protect that time somehow and sometimes it's just not there (laughs) it's it's a nourishment right like it's it's something you have to feed and something you have to sit with and you have to have the space to just be able to go okay I'm going to start this on page and yes. the words are going to come and I need the time to sit and look at what I did right. And now I need to sit and look at what it is that I'm going to create next. Um, it's funny, I had gone, I was in Colorado, maybe in June. And um, and I met these, there's a little local bookstore and they had some local authors there. And um, they were you know, just talking to them and they were all self-published, which was great. But one of the guys was like, the guy had like 18 books or something. And oh my was, goodness. I had shared, I just said, oh, you know, I'm trying to get my book published. And, you know, it's um, very, like, it's it's very emotional, right? It's like, okay, am I going to get rejected? Am I not going to get rejected? Is it just going to go into the ether, right? Because I'm, we've talked, you know, had these conversations where like you send out a query and it's like, just kind of goes into the ether, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it, it just, it comes with so much. And the guy had told me he'd been rejected like a thousand times and that he wow. and his wife had gone out to dinner to celebrate. Um, but he was saying the thing that he enjoyed most about self-publishing is that he could write, he, you know, he could publish a novel in January and then again in November. 
you know, mm. than just the next one. And and at the time, I was like, oh yeah, that's great. And then as I've been working on book two, you know, it's like, oh, I what? <laughs> like, yeah. what world do you live in that you do you just sit and write all day? Because I mean, I would love to do that. I just can't. I don't know how yeah. to do that for myself. But it's such an interesting. Um, it's interesting to to hear people who are like, oh yeah, I just sit and do this, and then for you and I'm in that kind of same boat. It's like it just takes time. Like, yes, I can sit and write every day and yes, I can produce something, but in order to create, like, to make it what it wants to be and to make it true to what is coming out of me and what the story wants to be, it does just take time to really mm. sit with it um, as such a true thing. Mm. Um, what keeps you in spirit? There's lots of things. I think there's, you know, living life and being open and listening and, and all of that. But two things, when I was thinking about this question came up and it was, first of all, knowing that, you know, always begin again. That's been like a recurring thread through like my entire writing career um, and community. That's important. That's such an important, the begin again is, in, like, it is fundamental on so many levels. Yeah. It is. And I, you know, the begin again thing, because I have, I have thrown away, I'm not even joking or given away all of my books about writing multiple times and decided I would never write again ever because I was just fed up. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't like find how to get from point A to point B and writing just fed up and was tired of it taking so much. energy and emotional effort and thought I'm I'm just never going to think about it I'm that I'm done with that to six months later rebuying my favorite books on writing because which are are your favorite books on writing oh there's um oh my goodness I'm sorry for all the pauses my brain is blank um still Still writing by Danny Shapiro. It's yeah. really good. Obviously, Bird by Bird. By bird, bird, bird. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's If You Want to Write by Brenda Yuland, maybe. Yeah. That one is ancient and has some questionable things in it now, but the essence of her book is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, what good book? What good book doesn't have questionable things? Like now I have to go find that one. So yeah, I think it's just some of the terminology that she used. Mm. Um, We probably wouldn't use today. I can't remember exactly what it would be, but I remember reading it like, oh, this doesn't stand up as well as I thought it did. Um, And there's others too. I'd have to think for a while more, but just the idea that you can start again and it's always there for you. And it's, that's been really helpful to me because as much as, you know, I, in those times I've wanted to be like, I'm not ever writing again. I think being a writer is just part of who I am. And so it's almost like remembering who I am after times that I've kind of fallen back. And so it's the same, like you can begin again with writing. You can get to know yourself again. If you feel like you've drifted away from yourself, um, just that it's just one of those things that 
I keep coming back to again and again and again. And it's quite frankly, it's the same with knitting too. Like if you have to rip something back that you've made a mistake on, you can keep going. You can start again. Like there's, there's not a lot that and there's something really sorry about that feeling, right? I think um, I think about that often. It's one of um, I know I've shared online before, but I had taken an online course, and that was it was a year long course, and that was the only thing that stuck with me the whole year. Course was oh. just this concept of begin again, and um, which is really funny because it's like how did how did I do this whole year long thing and, and meet all these people, but then also just have that one phrase? But it mm. is so true. It's like yeah, I can you at any point in time you just get to begin again. And yeah. it's not necessarily easy and it's not necessarily fun, but you just pick it up and, you know, you, you start to just to go through the habits again, you buy the books, you, right. you pull out the fabric, you um, get a clean sheet of paper, whatever it is, you just yeah. start to begin again. I love that. And each time it gets a little easier, I have found, yeah, which is a really beautiful thing because before you start over or before you start again, you think, oh, this is going to be so hard. I don't want to do, go through all that work. And then you show up and it's not as hard as you thought it was going to be. I think that's, yeah, it's a really, I think that's one of the, it's a really nice um, relationship to have. Like if you can look at it as kind of a, yes. you know, a relationship. Yes. That's true. Yeah. So you said community too. Tell me more about um, the community that you have. I know, and I, I'm always, in, I'm embarrassed to admit, I'm always envious of you and your writing community. I'm like, how do I join in that? Because oh. um, you have, you have such amazing connection with other writers and so many other people. And I just, I, I love that. Um, and I love seeing it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the Instagram community, but it's also um, back in the spring, maybe, maybe it was still winter. Um, I joined in Helen Redfern's, um, the confident creative club mm-hmm. and she's over in the UK and yeah, she has this, I think it's on the mighty network and, um, she does master classes in it, you know, yeah. once a month or something like that. But the most valuable thing for me in there is she does online writing sessions um, where you show up via zoom and Mm -hmm. say hello. It goes on mute for an hour. And then you come back at the end of the hour and have a little chat about what everybody worked on, um, what people's highs and lows were, that kind of thing. Um, And having that there has been hugely powerful for me just to remember that there's other people doing the same work. Um, that I'm not alone in it because writing is such a solitary endeavor that it can be, it can be isolating. If you let it be, sometimes you need it. You need that isolation to an extent. It is. It's it's like, I need to be able to be in your own head. Um, I I had done um, one of the free rights for the Brooklyn writers collective um, that they do. And uh, it, and she asked, at the end, it's like, so, you know, what do you want from your writing or what does your writing need from you? And it's like, mm-hmm. I need to get lost in my own head more and, and in a world of my own making, right? And that yeah. really is, when you're writing a book, you are just lost in this world that you're making, whether it's writing a memoir and it's your own hit memories and your own history, or it's, you know, you are creating a whole different world. 
Um, but then there's also, it's a, there's an important part of just being able to say like, hey, I wrote this thing. Exactly. I want to talk to you about it. I want to share it with you. And, yeah. you know, what do you think? Um, what would, you know, so-and-so do, you know? And, and you have a person who you can talk to about that with and, and be able to just kind of like, um, I think particularly as, and I know I struggle this as a woman writer, it's mm-hmm. incredibly difficult for me to sometimes write the male POV because oh yeah, like what would what, what would a dude do? <laughs> like <laughs> what is that? What would that be? And um, yeah. in fact, when um, when I had um, the editor I had for Lightning, he was like, "Why does he run away? Like why would he not ask questions?" I'm like, "No, that's a good question. I didn't think like that would just be a thing that I would think a dude would think that was weird." And so you know, like oh, okay, it's that's so funny. But it's, 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 it's both, right? You need that space yeah. for sitting with, and then you need that space for um, what, well, what does this, I need, I need some outside perspective too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole other level because the, um, the writing that collective or that the creative club yes, um, isn't club. necessarily for, you know, feedback. Um, for feedback. And so finding the right people for feedback is a whole other level of community. Um, And that, you know, I've run some critique groups over the years online and, and I've seen how, how challenging it can be for some people to give feedback and Mm -hmm. kind feedback, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's an art to it and constructive feedback, constructive, kind feedback. Yeah. It's, it, it can be a challenging thing to learn how to do. And, um, so knowing who to turn to for that, um, important. It, it's really important. And, you know, I think early on, I probably, I'm trying to think, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've been very lucky in the people who have, who I've asked for, um, for feedback for, I think my husband is probably the one who it was the hardest one to yeah. get him, first of all, to get him to read because he's he went to school for writing he's he doesn't he's no longer a writer but he went to school for writing he has that background and so when I first said I need you to read this and tell me what you think he sorry my dog is right next oh, to it's me my, um, all these things happening at the house my goodness um Oh, at, at the same time, the dog that oh, was laying next dogs. to me was making noises too. So <laughs> no, it's um, yeah, it's it's cleaning the house, cleaning the house. Things things are just like beeping at me. It's like oh, okay, oh no, see. oh no, okay, no big deal. Um, um, we're, we're just proving the Ricky status of this pro- podcast over and over again. And that's okay. okay. It, it's that's a real okay. it's a real conversation though. So I guess yes. that's the, that's the it's real that. life, which is good. It is real life. We're not we're not in the studio. We're we're at homes <laughs> and doing our things so. exactly. But yeah, so it was hard to get Lucas to actually read it because he was a, it was the first time that he'd read any of my fiction and he didn't know what to expect. He had read my nonfiction or blogs and essays and things um, for years, but he didn't know what to expect. And I think he was afraid that he wasn't going to like it. And so he kept putting off actually reading it. I was like, no, you really do need to read it. And so he read it and he enjoyed it. We had some good conversation about it, but he was like, you don't need to have this particular thing happen. And I was like, no, that's pretty pivotal to the story. And he was like, no, you really don't need it. 
And I was like, when was the last time you read commercial fiction or quote unquote women's fiction? Like, yeah, to know yeah. how things work. And he and he doesn't. So right. knowing what feedback to take. Yes. And what and you know what, what I mean? And what to let go, yeah. because not everyone you ask is like you kind of want to make sure that you have your ideal reader. Somebody who's reading right. it is your ideal you want reader. Your target audience. Yeah, you want your yeah. target, target audience to be you do. your proof. But at the same time, feedback. having somebody for who's not can also give some really good yes. feedback. Outside the box. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, it yeah, it's interesting. And it's always, um, I think it's it's always so important to be really thoughtful about who you have in those different levels of community, right? The Instagram community is wonderful and it's bled over from my years of blogging and I have wonderful blog readers um, and just really, really kind people. Um, and, and I feel kind of guilty not being able to show up there as much. Yeah. Um, you show up consistently on Instagram, which is such a beautiful thing to see. I try there. There was a couple of months where I just took off and kind of really just needed to evaluate. I mean, some of it too is like, how, how do you show up and how do I want to show up? And what is it that, um, what is it that I want to share? Right. Cause yeah. I think that for me in, in the Instagram community specifically is what is it I want to share? And I, for my own self, it's always, I want to be as authentic to me as I can. I don't want to just show everybody the good stuff. I want to, you know, show that this is like, these are the days I struggle. These are the days, mm-hmm. you know, that are hard. And because there is so much of that, like, hey, look at me, I'm doing great. And it's like, yeah, no, I want to see you on the floor. <laughs> I want to see you on the floor in a puddle. <laughs> you know? Like, I want to know that there are the days that I can't get off the ground um, yeah. or where I can't, you know, I, it, where my list is, um, I have sticky notes up on the wall that, that read, um, you know, sleep and rest mm. and then, you know, hydrate, yoga, reading for pleasure, um, write, and then go on adventures with the boys. And those are, you know, the fundamental things. Um, and, and, you know, anytime I look at them, it's like, oh yeah, those are, those are the fundamental things. Um, and that was kind of, for me, part of being human. And so it's showing those things is really important to me and showing like, you know, showing up in a way that's like, hey, this is me. Um, and which is, it's both the lovely, wonderful thing of Instagram, right? Because it's like, you can mm-hmm. get on there and I can get inspired and I can look at, you know, um, I can look at you writing or Kaylin, Kaylin, I cannot remember her name. Um, there's a couple other writers that I follow um, that it's like, okay, they're doing this thing. And, and whether it be like, they're short, they're, you know, doing chapters on Substack and mm-hmm. hey, you know, follow me here and, and do this or, you know, self-publishing or, you know, again, self-publishing and then trying to go traditional route or what have you, you know, it's really important to see those things. Um, and I think as a creative, it's important to see like, yeah, there, there are struggles or yes, you know, I'm writing my third draft and I'm still mm-hmm. not happy with the book or, yeah, I had to put that away for a little bit and, and kind of let it sit. I remember you gave me the best advice um, after I did Nano, NaNoWriMo in 2020. Just put it away. And <laughs> come back and look at it. I'm just like, but I got to do all these editing. Like, no, you just spent 30 days writing it. Put it down. 
Yeah. Go do things. And then in January or February, I'm back on the couch. I'm like, okay. And I, and I just remember looking like, oh yeah. Okay, I'm looking at this. And it's like, oh, this is, all these threads are just hanging out here in the open. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it, but it is such a wonderful thing to just like, oh yeah, hey. That is, that is a thing to do. Um, yeah. Which I remember reading your email before. I think, I think you asked me a question before that maybe. And that was my response. Probably. And yeah. I remember being like, do I tell her this? Because she's got all this enthusiasm right now and all of this energy and all of this excitement. And I hate to be that Debbie Downer of like, calm down, put it away for a little bit. Like, I know your intentions are really good, but you need some space. Like you need to give it time. And it's funny because you read about how people, how literary agents are inundated in December and January yeah. with things because of NaNoWriteMo oh, and, yeah. and they know that it's not it's not that the stories aren't worth looking at but there is not enough time between November yeah. and December to, to really edit and sit with it edit or make it a good give story. them anything yeah. that's you know yeah polished enough to actually consider so yeah it's hard though because when you have that excitement you want to keep going right but those pauses well, are it, so important it is. And, it, and I think, had you not told me about just taking that space away um, to really look at it and to, to take a, you know, to take a step away from it, because there is the enthusiasm, there is the excitement. It's like, oh yeah, I got to do this. And for my own self, I think about it as a, like, well, I've got it all fresh in my brain. Mm-hmm. But then when you take a step away from your story or take a step, you know, take a step away from it and then come back to it's like, okay, I have a different mm-hmm. set of eyes. And yeah. I may have lost some of the details that were, you know, so far, which is why I have my notebooks because then I write all that mm-hmm. stuff down. <laughs> oh, you know, did this, this, this. But then you read it back and you're like, okay, with my fresh eyes and being away from it, I can actually see the story and I can see yes. the threads that don't fall through. I can see the things that like, okay, this really isn't necessary. And, or why did I write that? Versus when you're so close to it and so fresh to it, it's like everything is so important and you'd hate to cut anything out and you'd hate yeah. to, um, you know, you, you almost justify the thing you just spent a month writing and yeah. you can step away from it. We can look at it, you know, just with a little bit of perspective, a little bit of breathing room in between. It does just make a huge difference in looking at your story and how you see your story and just how, how then you can not fix it because that's not the right word, but how you then can make it better. Yeah. And what it really is asking of you. Yeah. Yeah. What it's like looking picture? at one of those pointillism pictures, oh, yeah. right? You're too close. You yeah. just can't see it. Like you said, you can't see it when you you want to fix all of those little dots to make those little dots perfect. I'm but... so embarrassed. I can't stand back and look at those things. I can't. It's like I was like, where's the boat? <laughs> I cannot see that boat. I'm staring at a bunch of things and I there everybody says it's there I cannot see it um well since this is a perfect opportunity as we're talking about taking that subject what um what do you do for your self-care what do you do to prevent burnout and what do you do to kind of just it's both right it's like what do you do to prevent burnout and fatigue in creation when in your creating Mm -hmm. and then also kind of what do you do as your self-care um it's a really good question. And I don't write every day. And I think that that's part of my self-care is 
allowing some days to go by without writing and to not feel guilty about that um, Mm. because that's just not my life right now. Um, When I can, I really love to start the mornings really early um, before everybody else gets up with some journaling and meditating and Mm -hmm. have that be the foundation for the day. But also have kindness towards myself when that doesn't happen. And sometimes it's weeks at a time that that doesn't happen. Like October was a a really rough month because we all got sick and there was a good two weeks where I didn't do any of that. And so this is the first week back at that routine, that beginning again. Right. Um, and I already know next week with the time change, things are going to be funky. And so just, I think for me, the biggest kindness I can give to myself is just allowing myself space to figure things out and to listen to my body and myself is what I need on that, on any given day and not hold myself to this, like, you must do this, 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 and this and to have it be a successful day. Um, because I can easily fall into that trap of like, oh, all of these boxes didn't get ticked because I love my to-do list as well. Like, I love that to-do list and it will drive me crazy if there's something that's unchecked. Mm. Um, it's like the worst feeling in the world for me to go to bed, knowing that there were three things left on my list that I didn't get to. Um, but trying to give myself that kindness and, and it's, it's a huge process just learning that over and over. And then, yeah, just kind of trusting that in different seasons, I need different things and allowing space for that, um, is a challenge, but I think it's, it's really good work to try to do. I love that. Well, my friends, is there anything else you want to share? Is there anything, um, where can we find you? I know on Instagram, um, um, I'm not sharing any of those things. Yeah. Again, I mean, I apologize. My dog is groaning over here, like yeah. sleeping and stretching and <laughs> making weird noises. Uh, um, um, yeah, I am on Instagram um, at C-R-N-N-O-E-L. My, my, na- my name is Corinne Noel. And so at some mm-hmm. point long ago, I figured like, I'll just shorten the two and put them together. <laughs> I like um, it. I think that's great. I, eventually I keep thinking I, I want to change the handle to my like Corinne Cunningham author or something like that, but that'll come in time. Um, that's mostly where I am online. I have my website is CorinneCunningham.com. And through that, I do a monthly newsletter. Um, I try to blog twice a month. Last month, it was only once. So I'm somewhat active over there, but if you really want to find me, Instagram is the way to go, but life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Corinne Stumble again is farm girl. Um, and I know you can order it on Amazon. I don't know if you can order it on. Amazon. You can, you can, you can order it on Amazon at this point because it's been out for a couple of years and it's not highly searched. Um, yeah. your best chance of finding it is farm girl Cunningham and there you go. Then you can find it or you can go to my Instagram and I've got them all linked. All links there. Perfect. Well, thank you for Corinne for taking out some time for me today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And good luck with your, with this new endeavor. I'm so excited for you. It's very exciting. I'm excited. Thanks. Awesome.